Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. in the first five minutes and ten seconds. The Panthers have one back, so Toronto leading Florida 2-1 after the first period. Later on tonight, Seattle at Dallas. The Kraken leading the best of seven, 1-0. Devils, Hurricanes tomorrow. Oilers, Golden Knights on Saturday. It's right here on 6.30, Chad, with the face-off show at 3. The puck will drop at 5. Blue Jays in Boston today, trailing the Red Sox 8-4 in the top of the sixth. So the Oilers, as is the custom, have lost game one of a playoff series seven consecutive times. They've lost game one of a series. And in the McDavid Dreisaitl era, eight times in nine series, they have lost the opening game. So we'll see if they can recover, as they often have in game two on Saturday against the Golden Knights. I think uh, many things to work on, many areas of improvement. I don't think any of these uh, areas that they need to work on are much of a mystery to the team. I think for the most part, there are they are areas in which they uh, have excelled at for, well, especially the second half of the season. Uh, you just got to figure it out, and, uh, and we're going to talk about what some of those areas are and how they figure them out as we move along tonight. I am, of course, happy to hear from you tonight. I, I know you want to talk about the team. You've had almost 24 hours to digest the game. Maybe you feel the same way you did after the game last night. Maybe you've uh, had a time to think about it and have some different thoughts on what happened in the Vegas 6-4 victory. 780-496-0063 is how you get in touch. That is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can email the show, InsideSports at 630Ched.com, and you can follow me on Twitter. Send me a message there, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. I think some of the hot topics, uh, goaltending, certainly defensive play last night, DeHarnay Broberg, Time to go back 12 forwards and 6D. I guess that depends on the health of uh, Yanmark. No real update on him today. Maybe we'll get more tomorrow. And just how what Vegas did as compared to what L.A. was doing. And now the Oilers is going to adjust to that. And I don't think they did that quickly enough last night. I thought, uh, you know, Cassidy, uh, coach of the Golden Knights, had a definite plan in place that his team executed. How does Woody react to that? And those are some of the things we'll talk about with Luke Gazdick as we move along this evening as well, because he's going to have some uh, observations on what he saw in the first game. I can tell you this, regardless of what you have to say tonight, 
And, and, and if you listen to the show, you know, we get all kinds of callers. Some people are very logical. Some people are, are very emotional. Some people might have something that could seem a little bit out there to some of you. Uh, other people a little more on the straight and narrow, traditional kind of hockey analysis and talk. Whatever you want to uh, come at me with tonight, uh, I, I can assure you I'm well prepared for it. I got, I, I, you know, I got broken in a little earlier today. I had to spend... Um, uh, some extended time with my uh, mother today running some errands so, and, and we were in the car for a, a lot of it and for some of that we were listening to Oilers now and uh, as as you may have heard before my mom a very very uh, emotional fan my, my dad's more the the logical fan my mom's more the uh, emotional fan and uh, definitely was uh, getting some feedback on the Oilers from my mom today, including what's wrong with Nugent Hopkins? Uh, is Woodcroft being outcoached by the other guy? I don't think my mom is fully aware of who the coach of the Vegas Golden Knights is. She just knows they have a coach, and therefore he is referred to as the other guy. Is the other guy outcoaching Woody? And, and at one point, my mom actually said, well, I guess it's done. They're probably not going to win a game. Okay, Mom. Well, maybe she's going to be right. I mean, it is, it is possible until the Oilers win a game against Vegas. You can speculate that they're not going to win a game. So I, I'm prepared. I, I, I'm well prepared. Uh, thanks to my uh, dear mother and, and some of the uh, conversations. Well, I, I wasn't really a conversation. A lot of it was mom talking and, and venting. So I'm, I'm ready. And maybe you're, you're like my mom and you think it might be over. Or you might be a little more like me and probably my dad and thinking, okay, it's a game. They got to react. They they didn't certainly do enough well. They I think if the Oilers would have won that game, it would have been a bit of a theft, and they weren't able to do it. And one of the storylines for the Oilers is uh, we are into round two, and you could probably, not probably, you could look at some players and say, huh, thought we'd be getting a little more out of him. Maybe you look at Evander Kane. Three goals, four points in seven games. Granted, a couple of pretty big goals, but usually he's up around closer to a point a game. Um, you know, Yamamoto had the one good game, doesn't have points in any other games except game six over uh, over Vegas. I think Warren Fogle has been actually pretty good in terms of possession and skating, but hasn't finished. He hasn't scored now in seven games. Just to point out a few guys, Stuart Skinner in net, is he quite as good as he was during the regular season? I would say no. And, and yes, you know, I know he helped the, even though Campbell came in on that one game, Skinner was still part of the, of them uh, beating Vegas. But you, can you look at some of the moments and say, you need an extra save or two out of Skinner? Yes, the goals Vegas scored last night were on some grade A chances where the Oilers didn't defend very well. But the goalie's job, a big part of it, is to stop grade-A chances and to, and to keep his team in it. And then, you know, the Nuge as well, and I know he's a beloved player and he had a great season, does not have a goal in four games and is minus three and, and has 12 shots on goal, which, I mean, not even two shots per game from one of your top forwards. So the, we could talk about other guys. But after a loss, that's where we go. Some players may be struggling. You're hoping for a little bit more from some of them. And Jay Woodcroft was asked today what he can do to help some of the struggling players. 
Well, you know what, I think when you're a coach in the National Hockey League, you realize that you have 23 different uh, people. So uh, different people respond to di different stimulus, different styles of coaching. Uh, so it's important that you understand your player, number one. And then uh, number two, um, you want to make sure that you're not just sweeping things under the rug. You, there's ways to call attention to things. And then number three, you want to provide a path that or a solution for that player, something that they can hang their hat on. So that that would be kind of our our philosophy all right so i think what woodcroft is saying there is that he's the type of coach that realizes you might have to treat every player differently and can't just take a blanket approach if you need to get through to a player or give them a little bit of a bump some guys might respond to a, a stern talking to some guys might need a extensive video session some guys might just need an arm around the shoulder and a reminder that they're a pretty good hockey player uh, but you know definitely some guys if the Oilers are not just going to get past gold the golden knights which i still think they can but go really deep in the playoffs which i still think they can who at some point uh, you're going to need a little more production from and speaking Speaking of the Nuge, he commented today on his own play. I felt good last night. Um, obviously, you want to be able to produce and uh, uh, be an effective player in, uh, in whatever as aspect of the game you can be uh, when it comes to playoffs. But obviously, I think i got to shoot the puck a little bit more and uh, try to create a little bit more personally. But uh, um, at the same time, when, uh, when things are slowing down offensively, you got to be able to uh, take care of things on the defensive side. And um, I do get to, to go out there and PK and uh, PP and uh, try to, like I said, just contribute uh, any way I can. All right, that's a little bit from Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Jay Woodcroft was also asked for his thoughts on RNH. Yeah, I think Ryan helped us win that first round against LA. Uh, we've moved him around the lineup. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, he's an important piece on our team. What do, we do, do you need more from that? Player? Sorry, say that again? Do you need more from that player? Uh, do we need more from Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Yeah. I think, um, you know, Ryan is working and, and endeavoring to be an important uh, piece of our lineup on a night in, night out basis. I don't fault uh, his effort, his. Um, attention to detail or anything like that it hasn't gone in for him in uh, in this playoffs through seven games at the rate it has gone in for him during the regular season um, but you know I think you would be remiss if you just uh, measured his contribution solely in offensive production all right, so that is Jay Woodcroft, and I don't think anything there will surprise those of you who have listened to Woody over the past season and a half he, he doesn't he isn't overly critical of individual players publicly. He stressed that Nugent Hopkins is doing some other things that maybe don't involve scoring goals. And he expressed that he has faith that the pucks will start going in for Nugent Hopkins at some point, which I think is the safe bet to make. But uh, I understand uh, why it's a talking point for uh, many people in oil country uh, seven games into the postseason and Nuge has, uh, has yet to score. So th I think there's a, a lot we can root through after last night's game. Um, I also think we have to acknowledge, I think Vegas played very, very well at or near their potential. And uh, the Oilers weren't close enough to their potential. Having said that, you know, the Oilers did have it tied early in the third period. They didn't react very well after scoring the tying goal, which is another thing we'll talk about tonight. 780-496-0063. Oh, by the way, Florida just scored two goals in the first minute, 10 seconds of the second period. They now lead the Maple Leafs 3-2. We will keep an eye on that one. Back with more of you, more from uh, Woody, a little bit from Skinner as well. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet.
Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Fewest playoff games needed to score 10 goals in a single postseason. Leon Dreisaitl did it in seven games. Steve Payne also at seven for the Minnesota North Stars in 1981. Maurice Rocket Richard, seven games for Montreal in 1944. Babe Die, seven games to get to 10 goals for the Toronto St. Patrick's in 1922. I was just watching the, some of those games on YouTube this afternoon. Oh, babe. <laughs> Newsy Lalonde only needed four games back in 1919. Now, there's a hockey name right there. That is a good name. What industry do you think he worked in? <laughs> With a name that's, Newsy. That's a good question. Uh, so the only people since the Second World War to get to uh, 10 goals in seven games or less are Leon Dreisaitl and Steve Payne. I got to admit, I vaguely remember Steve Payne. The, the one thing I remember about the Minnesota North Stars in 1981, so I was, what, seven during those playoffs? So I was old enough to, to process, you know, what was going on and how the playoffs worked. I was not hosting this show at that time. I remember that the North Stars were a bit of an underdog. I think they were the ninth seed out of 16, and they made it to the cup final, lost to the New York Islanders. And that was the year Dino Cicerelli was a rookie. And I remember fans had little Dino dolls from the Flintstones. Dino was in the Flintstones, right? He yep. was the dinosaur dog? Yeah. I mean, he was a dinosaur, but he was there basically like basically the like dog, dog family. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, being a, someone who consumed the Flintstones at that time, not just the vitamins, the show as well, uh, I knew who Dino, Dino was, and I thought that was cool. They had the Dino Cicerelli dolls. So that's cool. what Steve Payne did. Sam has sent me a message. The Oilers really only lost by one goal despite not playing very well. I guess that's a silver lining as long as they can show up for the rest of the series. Sam adds, I'm not panicking yet. LOL. <laughs> well, panicking is unnecessary, I think. 780-496-0063. What do you have, Kellen? Roger texts again saying, people are not robots. The Nuge will be fine. Well, that's a great observation. People are not robots, unless it's the Stepford Wives. Um, yeah, I mean, here, here's, and I, and I said this after the first series. The beauty of the Oilers this year is, of course, they have McDavid and Dreisaitl, who get points, multiple points, almost every game. I mean, McDavid didn't have a point in game one against Los Angeles, and that was like a national story. Uh, Dreisaitl has a point, at least a point in every game. He gets four goals last night. McDavid, a couple of assists. So those guys are, produ are productive almost every game. Why were the Oilers better this season? Is because they have secondary or even tertiary scorers. So if you're a so the primary scorers get a point or multiple points almost every game and have point streaks like McDavid and Dreisaitl, 10, 11, 12 games and beyond. The secondary guys might have a little burst, and then they might go away for a while, but then do you have another secondary player who can rise up and step in? So 
there are two ways to look at this. You can you can bemoan the fact that Nugent Hopkins doesn't have a point and Yamamoto has only scored in one game and uh, and Fogel hasn't scored and McLeod hasn't scored, even though I think those two guys have played okay. Or you can say, well, some of the players we consider secondary scorers haven't scored, yet we still won a series. And it wasn't just because of McDavid and Dreisaitl. So that's another way to slice that. We have Brian on the Certainty Hotline. Brian, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Hey, Reed. Uh... I, I was just going to talk to you about uh, injuries and, you know, I mean, uh, the ones that are not talked about possibly, but I would, I would say, you know, when you look at a, when you look at a Ryan Nugent Hopkins or you look at a, uh, well, even a, not so much a Fogel, but a Yamamoto uh, uh, Kane, they, and, and even to a, an extent, McDavid, they, they, I would say that there might be some issues with injuries. With those guys, I mean, you don't, you're not going to hear about it probably till the playoffs are over. But to a from a Nugent Hopkins that had a hundred point season to all of a sudden disappear uh, tells me there's something not right. And and McDavid, you know, as good as he even looked last night, I, and I thought he was trying to do too much myself. But he, you know, it, maybe it's getting better because he's having a little more time off. But I, I I'm thinking that he must have had a bit of an injury or has an injury right now. What are your thoughts? Uh, I okay. I'll tell you what I'm pretty what I'm comfortable saying. I, I think Cody Cece has some sort of a core or groin issue. I think it's bothered him most of the season. I would agree. Uh, but he's been able to play through it. I think something is nagging Evander Kane because he doesn't take all the morning skates, and not every player takes every morning skate. But he's missed a couple that haven't been optional. I, I don't know about McDavid. I, I know that there's been these uh, shots of him, you know, stretching his leg, flicking his leg out. I mean, Rashog posted that at one of the practices and people got mad about it. Um, but they're playing. So I would say we, if, if they're playing, it's still fair to talk about their performance. I, and I, you know, Mark Stone, we all know has some sort of a back issue, right? For the Golden Knights. Well. He, he did pretty well last night. So, yes, I get it. Some guys are probably bagged up, uh, banged up. It may be a factor and perhaps some drop-off from their expected performance. And, and yes, sometimes the healthiest team wins the Stanley Cup. Um, but I don't, I don't want to sit here, and, and I'm not saying you're suggesting this, Brian, but I don't really want to sit here and do a show and say, well, this guy's only at 80%, so I guess we can only expect 80% production because we don't really know how they're feeling. They're playing... So we got to expect that they're trying to contribute.